0: Life from the Well is sponsored by Scratch Distillery. Located in Edmonds, Washington, Scratch Distillery crafts delicious spirits from scratch. Every batch is made by hand from local non-GMO organic grains. Head on over to Edmonds and taste the natural, delicious flavors for yourself. If you have an itch for a cocktail, go scratch it. Welcome to Life from the Well. We're here to share our perspectives with stories from the service industry. I'm your bartender, Joey. Enjoy the show.
1: This episode from Life from the Well is served handcrafted by Barfly Mixology Gear, a line of essential tools for mixologists.
0: And joining us today, Brandon Beasley, a service industry professional who has worked years in the industry with... with jobs upon jobs to to (laughs) reference uh welcome to the show brandon hey thanks joey coming i I should say uh regionally coming uh coming to us from texas you're a couple hours different in the time Mm -hmm. zone
2: that's true (laughs) and uh uh, i i'm i'm really jealous i've seen how nice the weather is where you
0: are Mm
2: -hmm. it was 98 degrees here today it was
0: (laughs) awful it's it was in the in the low 60s today and oh, it actually brutal. didn't rain on us today, but we're kind of in that middle of, in, in, in April it's, it's it's not too cold to go outside without multiple layers, but it's also wet most of the time.
2: Just like two layers.
0: Yeah, you, well you need <laughs> like a base layer and then just a real thin raincoat, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because if you go out for a walk, you're gonna stay dry, but then you're gonna start sweating. And so you'll end up getting just as wet from from perspiration as you would from, precipitation
2: <laughs> Fair enough
0: it's a fun fun word game um so i should i should uh preface this show with the fact that brandon is my brother-in-law so if we sound familiar with each other it is because we are um we've known each other for a few years and it's we... nepotism <laughs> that's right that's right I bring my family into this um or actually i think you're the first family member to come on to the show in 25 episodes or so so that's uh, we're we're about two years into this now, so it's, nice. it's fun to it's fun to finally get it. somebody that I know. Yeah, on, I guess.
2: Well, it's cool to see you too, because well, I never see anybody any these days. So yeah, that's yeah. that's
0: funny because I was thinking about how um, I, I know like our our shows sound or they're, they're a little different now, but I think mostly it's just it's just um. When I listen to them, I'm like, oh, it's just me skyping with my friends and family. It's just me reconnecting with people. But that's
2: what a podcast is, right? Totally,
0: basically, anymore. That's that's the that's the <laughs> that's the best you can hope from it. And hopefully, yeah, yeah it's a good conversation. Um, yeah, then it gives me a reason to 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 reach out and communicate too, and something to do with my energy positively instead of just sitting around collecting unemployment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I know you like to do the. Uh resume up front maybe we should start there
0: sure yeah, that's fun. you know what you know what brandon that's a great idea <laughs> <laughs> and i do i love to start actually before we start with the resume even i like to start with a little shot thank you kelly um dead mother always keeping us in charge so we start the show with a little alcohol because as we say on the show bartenders service industry folks we all shake hands by doing shots um and uh it just helps to to social get us get us socially uh Juiced up for the show. <laughs> Cheers! Cheers! The old social lubrication, as I like to call it. Yeah, social distancing lubrication. Social distancing lubrication. You'd but be drinking something that, that gives you horrible breath, breath, also, so then people stay yeah. away just uh, by deterrence. Um.
2: <laughs> that wasn't a shot for me. That was just the last sip of my beer that I was sipping right before we started here. But so now I'm gonna go ahead and open another beer.
0: Yeah. Um, Do you want to give I us may. a? A life from the well with the crack?
2: Life from the well. Oh, nice. Love
0: it. That's a good beer. I had that last time I was down there.
2: Yeah, that's the actually beer. my first
0: time to have it. I, I'm a fan of Vox
2: beers in general, but I
0: hadn't had this one yet. So It's funny, I actually took a picture of that and posted it to my Instagram, and one of my friends asked oh. if uh, they stole the What's recipe for, if they stole the recipe from someone else. Yeah. Because of the Astros affiliation. <laughs> Sorry, it took me too long to get that joke. Yeah, they still <laughs> it's okay. nobody Sorry. else can see the picture, so when they're listening, they don't know what I'm talking about. But there's a no, beer. That's true. That's an Truly
2: terrible for podcasts. It's it's <laughs> an Astros themed beer. And Astros are famously um um <laughs> disgraced right now. <laughs>
0: hey, you know what? At least they have a, a championship to, to be in contest with. Yeah. They're, still don't have yeah. one to even to even <laughs> Get to even to get taken away, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, got
2: guys try, try cheating. See what see how it goes.
0: I feel like they have been cheating, and it just didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, anyway, so so uh, yeah, let's get to the resume. um Brandon, sure. you we mentioned in the intro how you're a service industry professional and how you have many jobs to boast about. Um, let's, let's get let's start getting a list of those. I guess start at the very beginning. Uh, what brought you into restaurants, um, in the first place?
2: Sure. I, um, I didn't, I didn't start my first real service industry job until I was 30. Um, after I had my master's degree, um, I'll buying a little bit further. Um, I, I went to school and to graduate school to become a pastor, to become a preacher. Mm -hmm. the Methodist Church and uh, while I was at grad school I met a lady and Mm -hmm. um, this lady also wanted to become a pastor and it was in no way my intention to go to seminary for the chicks that was ultimately my big takeaway from graduate school Mm -hmm. was to get a, a lovely wife who's now a pastor and as a as a Methodist pastor, she moves around from time to time. So uh, for the first couple of years of our marriage, we were actually both working in churches and uh, different churches, and it was just kind of a, it was a lot for one household. So we decided that she would be the preacher, and I would just be the preacher's wife. I would just support her, and I can and I'm I'm much more flexible than she is. I'm I'm I wasn't. I wasn't as serious about my call to ministry as she was, I guess. Like I'm much more like, hey, wherever I go, I can find something, I'll be happy. And and she was like, this is what I need to do. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you do it, I'll follow you. And so um, since then, we've moved around a bit. And uh, I've worked lots of odd jobs. But I didn't start waiting tables until we moved to San Antonio and... She got pregnant. she got pregnant. We were pregnant together. Um, and uh, we planned it, but it was just one of those things where I was working a day job, and uh, while I was in San Antonio, I was also doing stand-up at night. And uh, I wasn't, you know making a lot of money doing stand-up. It was just kind of a fun hobby thing. I'm uh, paid gigs from time to time, but um, it's really more of a hobby. And um, once we got pregnant, I, I decided I need to start making money at night. So I could stay home with the baby when the baby comes along. So at that when once we found out she was pregnant, I started waiting tables at night and uh, working during the day. And when the baby was born, I quit my day job and I just, just waited tables. And I waited tables for years after that mm-hmm. um, until very recently.
0: <laughs> That's a story I feel very, I think a lot of people have that. So a, sim- yeah. a story very similar to that, at least, just just working, working in restaurants because their partner works the other hours and there's kids and it's cheaper free both to make money at opposite hours and then take care of the kids at opposite hours, right? For
2: sure. For sure. And I, I, I've, uh, I've definitely fallen into the role of being the primary caregiver and, uh, and, uh, her schedule was just so wacky where she'd have night meetings from time to time. It was easier for me to just ask for a certain night off ahead of time. If I knew she had like a com- committee meeting or whatever, um, then it would be, you know, to try to find babysitters and pay for it. Um, with any other job. Plus, I just, I really enjoyed it. It was totally different than what I, I mean, I had done so many odd jobs before, but I mean, working in the industry was just, it was just a whole new life. Like, like you said, it's like working with a bunch of pirates. Like it's,
0: yeah, it really <laughs> it's is.
2: Like, it's like working in comedy. Like, like the stand comedians are their own special breed. Like it's the same with service industry workers. Like
0: so overlap in those two communities. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. That's, 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 uh, that's how I knew I could do it, it was a lot of my comedian buddies were waiting tables too. And, um, um, I knew I could make it work, but, um, uh, mm. anyway, I hadn't done stand up in a while, but, uh, uh, just recently, uh, I mean, and so she's moved a couple churches since then. And so I've moved restaurants, uh, mm. with her basically, um, just finding quick jobs. When we moved from San Antonio down to the Valley, the uh, Rio Grande Valley, that is, um, it's like the southernmost point of Texas, um, Oh. Uh, way, way, way down. Like the, that, that little teardrop at the bottom of Texas is where we moved after San Antonio. And um, I had such a hard time finding a job. I was like, I wasn't looking forward to waiting tables mm-hmm. because I'm like, <laughs> I just knew that it's an immigrant community. Like, I'm not necessarily going to make great tips. It's not a very wealthy community. Um, and so I thought I got to find something else. But I had such trouble finding work that didn't require me to speak Spanish. I, mm-hmm. um, I was like okay, I'll, I'll go work at another restaurant and I started waiting tables again. And even at my restaurant, I, uh, about 50% of my tables would only speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. And so I had to brush up on my Spanish and, uh, serve people in Spanish, which was an ordeal, but, uh, you know, it's really cool.
0: It's a really good experience. Your menu so. Spanish at least, right? Right. I knew how to do
2: everything on the menu. Like, don't, <laughs> don't, you dare try to make small talk with me because I don't <laughs> understand you, but I can take your order. And, yeah. uh, I think my tips suffered because of that because i had I have zero charisma in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I can't make small talk in Spanish. I could take your order,
0: yeah, fair enough yeah. That's, I mean you know it, it would grow over time though I imagine yeah, it's all about learning your crowd.
2: yeah we mm-hmm. moved again since then from the from the ultimate teardrop to Texas, just to about an hour northwest of there, which is still mm-hmm. part of the southernmost part of Texas, right now on the border um it's uh, to another restaurant. And, uh, I don't have to do as as much Spanish there. Um, and, uh, from there I got a job working, uh, at this nonprofit. So, um, in a college town. So I don't want to talk too much about that. Cause I'm working with the church and this is an alcohol podcast and Yeah, we like
0: the church. It's all right. Methodist
2: church is not opposed to alcohol, but at the same time it's, you know,
0: <laughs> I had a, uh, I had a great moment one time when I was working at a, at, um, the the bar where I actually met your sister. Uh huh. Um, there, uh, one one evening, um, it was, it was there there was, there was a retirement party for a Methodist minister. Yeah, uh, at at our hotel, and so there was probably thirty ministers from around the state that had come for this one. I think it was a bishop, probably retiring. Sure. And so then at one point there were, ten or fifteen of them in the bar, <laughs> and so then <laughs> I I said I said hey guys I got a joke for you, fifteen priests walk into the bar. And I was like, all right, now do something. I got to finish the joke. And, that was <laughs> the and I was like, ah. <laughs> They didn't and like it. And then I told him, I said, uh, hey, guys. Uh, it looks like we're all in the same industry. And they looked at me and I said, don't we all work with spirits? <laughs> and I got like two jokes from all of them the whole night. They didn't like it. <laughs> <one most>, <laughs> As oh,
2: to, uh, you're the worst. You're yeah, the worst. Yeah, the worst. <laughs> 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 I love mm-hmm. it.
0: So, uh, in all the in all, your bouncing around. What do mostly a server or? As, yeah, a, pretty
2: a, much exclusively. I mean, yeah. I um, I was offered the chance to start bartending. I mean, I was I was training, you know, server and uh, server trainer, and um, I didn't really think I needed to bartend because I knew well. Here we go more with my bio. Um, my okay. my my sons were diagnosed with um, with uh, Duchenne muscular dystrophy mm-hmm. um, shortly after my latest restaurant, I should say, and um, and it was a tough thing to face. Just a little background on that: um, it's a progressive um, illness um, disorder that that makes their their muscles are basically their whole body is missing a certain special protein that acts as a shock absorber in their muscles. So over time, their muscles will deteriorate and um, uh, people with this condition will stop walking usually by age 12. And they're usually almost totally quadriplegic in their late teens. And uh, uh, they often don't live past their 30th birthday. And so knowing that my kids will need um, a lot of care, um, I basically expected to become their primary caregiver like full-time and so I was thinking I-, I don't really need to move up in this industry um and that was also partly why I needed to move because I felt mm-hmm. bad I was asking off so much for their appointments and I needed time off just emotionally when we first got the diagnosis because it was just so devastating for us um but uh the restaurant was so cool like I, I loved those managers and they were also understanding and sweet and you know family people but um it was just like I also need to get, make sure I have enough money to pay for insurance, like to pay for bills, yeah. like you know, all these things. Yeah. That's and one of so, that's a
0: tough thing with this industry, especially nationwide yeah. is it's, it's notorious for not having medical insurance.
2: Right. Yeah. And I
0: mean, and, and
2: another tough thing is being in Texas and making that $2 and 13 cents. Mm, yeah. Um, so you,
0: you have the um, expect, can you explain that a little bit for people who don't? Well,
2: care? our minimum wage is two 13 for servers. And so, um, that's just all taxes, basically. I never got a paycheck. Um, mm-hmm. I set up a direct deposit and never got one. <laughs> so um, so our only pay was whatever tips we received. And so, right. um, so that was kind of tough, especially just, like I said, living in a lower income area and not getting a lot of great tips. Because I wasn't working in a super fancy restaurant or anything. So mm-hmm. um, that might be worth considering if I go back into the industry, just going to a nicer um theme of a restaurant but most
0: of this um hotels and yeah. and some of the some of the larger chains you know do your research will, a lot of times will offer some sort of medical benefits hotels do sure. the only problem with hotels is they also are open 365 days a year so you find yourself working a lot of big holidays right yeah,
2: yeah and that was that that was the part of the thing was i was losing the flexibility because well mm-hmm. i thought as i moved up the chain becoming a bartender mm-hmm. i'm much more important to the <laughs> restaurant yeah. If I become a manager, I'm even more important to this mm-hmm. restaurant. And uh I can't just take off when I need to take off. You yeah. know. Um and yeah, so I, be, I, I felt like the more like, important
0: you are, the more they need you on the days that they're gonna be busy.
2: <laughs> of course. And and I and I don't mind that, like I said, but it just there are just times when we have appointments, we're doing medical, um clinical trials across the country and like, mm-hmm. we just have to take time off and go take care of our kids. Sure. And um it's just there's a lot of appointments, man. It's just um it's a lot so i i decided to and now i've got this job where i have a nice i have i have a uh I don't say nice i have a salary mm-hmm. and <laughs> so <laughs> i get paid whether or not i'm there um mm-hmm. and i kind of get to make my own schedule which is cool so that's nice. um so that is nice so that's working. where i am
0: now you work when you can less less of a sad schedule then yeah
2: well yeah and it's just more flexible mm-hmm. being the boss being the executive director there i have you know I can kind of call the shots a little bit more. I just have a board looking over my shoulder to make sure I'm getting things done. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's nice. Not, have to, not, not right. to have to worry about finding someone to fill my shift because I can just cancel something if I need to. <laughs> so you can't do that at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just close the restaurant tonight because I can't come.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but as a server, you totally can do that. You can get someone to cover your Boy, on a moment's notice. Right. right. If, well, I ideally. There again, you have the conundrum of... of yeah, you really do. You're like, okay, I'll give you I'll give you this much money to cover, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm really hungover. I don't really want to work. Like, it's yeah. my wife's birthday, please. I'll give you a hundred Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Why didn't you ask off for your wife's birthday? You know it your wife's birthday? <laughs> I've been asking it off for six months and nobody would cover. <laughs> yeah. It's Sunday
2: night, bro. No one wants to work Sunday night.
0: <laughs> <sighs> Isn't that the truth? Oh work Sunday night. That's that was one of my rules for a long time. I over you know over the last well since my restaurant closed, I, I worked I worked Sundays for the first like couple months we were open. Yeah, and then over the last four and a half years, I haven't worked Sunday. Yeah, yeah. it's been. So I nice. learned
2: I learned that Sunday night was the night for suckers. Mm-hmm. Um, it was always me and all the newest servers who were working <laughs> on Sunday night. And mm-hmm. the reason I was there was because that was one night when my wife could be home, mm-hmm. and so I. I didn't want to work that night. It was just the night that I could work. So I did. Yeah. And it was always me and all the noobs, man. It was like a disaster every Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Sunday's so, always
0: had, I feel like the most potential for, 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 uh, just chaos. Yeah. It it's really either going to be the deadest of dead or it's going to be the busiest of busy. And there's really no in between. It's just <laughs> nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's rough. Yeah. People come in <laughs> groups on Sundays or they don't come at all.
2: Yeah, and they don't call ahead. They just show up, 16 people.
0: Yeah, there's so. 16 of us. You guys got room? Of course you got room. We're yeah. going to come in. We're just yeah. going to come in and sit down in your restaurant until you figure out what you're going to do. <laughs> We're not even going to wait for the hostess. <laughs> uh, yeah, God. Uh, you know what? I don't miss that. I don't. Yeah, I know. That well, that's why I'm thinking, I, I mean, I've
2: listened to, to enough episodes of your podcast. I think, God, I'd be a great bartender. Like, that's, that's really where I
0: belong, because... You know what? The, the being a bartender there's a lot i think i i would argue that there is even more versatility in the industry um as far as jobs go just because sure. people you know a lot of times one of the things that drove me to being a bartender was working in restaurants that had a bar and seeing that on slow nights all the servers got sent home early and the bartender was always the last person there
2: sure they might have so, 12 tables in the bar like but yeah yeah, yeah. or you know it's the
0: five tables throughout the whole restaurant, you know, in the five yeah. corners of the place. Um, but they're still the only one that's there and the only one that's mm-hmm. continuously making money. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like that was um but if I wanna if I wanna keep doing this and if I wanna try to f- have any kind of income, that was probably the best
2: place for me. No, you're right. And I th- I figure it's it's better for my personality type too, because
0: Dude, you you know, seriously. I yeah. I
2: I uh I like I like talk with people, I like making mm-hmm. jokes and, and like like you said in recent episodes at least, when this mm. is being recorded, um, <laughs> that's where the big difference between the bar and the table is the table doesn't really want to talk to you. They just mm-hmm. want to give you their order and they want you to bring it. And, yeah. and uh, when you're sitting at the bar, like you're there, you're, you're drinking with them, but you're not drinking, yeah. you're just serving them the drinks. So you're, you're their buddy who's
0: hanging out with them. You're standing across and, um, the table from them basically. Yeah,
2: yeah and I, mm-hmm. I, I would love to be able to do that because I always, yeah, I like to hang out with people. And, mm-hmm. um, and also I like the fact that you can like give them crap. Um, oh, yeah. Like, I have I have so many stories of, of tables just being crappy and not mm-hmm. being able to sass them because it's unprofessional. But if I was at the bar and I had some more rapport with them, I would be able to, like, let them know how I really feel in a playful, you know, nice way. Um, Absolutely. I, I can't tell you how many times I had a table say, oh, you were so, you were fantastic. Like, but they give me the worst tip ever. Mm-hmm. And um, You're that verbal I tone. try not to notice that, but it's like, I, can I correct them without you know them complaining to the manager <laughs> like, <laughs> like this, your tip says that you don't like my service so <laughs> I mean I had a, a lot of times they'd ask me like what's your name we're going to ask for you next time we come and I'd be like uh,
0: uh,
2: Santiago my name is Santiago man <laughs> yeah. Santiago can deal with these people next time <laughs> yeah. deal
0: with them I don't want you back
2: <laughs> God I hate that you like me because you're a terrible tipper mm-hmm. uh, yeah it happened a lot yeah. and uh i i would love to be able to correct them i mean there was there was another time i think i had a really a cute cute young couple they were like 18 years old or something and mm. they were all dressed up for their date night and um at the end of their meal i mean i i made sure that the manager came by and gave them these freebies it was their first time there like gave them the full shebang you know and uh before they left um the 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 boy looked kind of confused and i came over and said do you need help with something he said he said uh yeah is the tip included i said uh no no but right there at the bottom it has a suggestion like 15 18 20 i was like you know there's some suggestions there so you can leave whatever you want right there in that line and he goes uh so, so do i just write N A a or what i was like oh you don't want to he's like yeah i said yeah you can just write a line right right through that line mm-hmm. just 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 put a line in that dip spot I- yeah, and then he left, and I was like, "Why did I just instruct this guy on how to stiff me?" Like, <laughs> I, I was a totally teachable moment, but I was so dumbfounded, like this poor child.
0: No, I've had. And, I've then, been. And, then,
2: and then, as he left, he like put his finger over his lip, like shh. like I'm sneaking out, like they're never gonna know. I'm like, "Who did you think was gonna get that money, dude?" Like it was, it was my tip. You just stiff me. Of <laughs> always- course, like. Oh, we do tip share too. So I'm I'm paying out 3% of every table, no matter whether they tip me or not. Regardless of like, it's yeah. so, pain, so painful to get those, man. You, you, you negative, you negative. Yeah. You. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've, I've had those before. A lot of times with Europeans where, where you're, you're explaining <laughs> to them how to not give you money. You're just like, yeah. just like you know, guys, like <laughs> it's not going to break my night, but it's really gonna bum me out <laughs> yeah man, for sure
2: and, and if, and if I was the bartender man I'd be able to have a chat with him about that yeah. you no know? oh, yeah. server like it's so passive-aggressive to be like excuse me was there something wrong with my service like <laughs> I just want to make sure because your tip says that something was terribly wrong did I do something wrong like that yeah. feels passive-aggressive even though I guess it is
0: <laughs> so, I don't know if you know about the star system but you just gave me zero stars <laughs> <laughs> Are uh, people who work. I mean, there? I got this a lot when I
2: moved down to the valley. People were just so complimentary, and they give me five dollars no matter what. It's five dollars, mm-hmm. and I'm like your tab was one hundred fifty, like a five dollar <laughs> bill is a good tip. Oh man, oh yeah. you are really good. It give me ten. I'm like that's still terrible.
0: <laughs> that is <laughs> that is one thing I have found in the, in the bar at least, though. I mean, like the, the yeah. no matter how I don't know what it's. We've well, probably heard my, my bar versus serving like in it, earnings have always been higher. Just, yeah, sure. there's something about like standing behind a, a counter that people yeah. respect more or something or, or they're just willing to put up with a little more shit or yeah. I, I guess they're just more open to you because like I said, they're, they're facing you. You're not, you're not interrupting a conversation when you come talk to them typically, you know, even if you are, they're still like facing you. And so it's less right. intrusive. Well, Which I think people watching, don't even think about I'll probably like some co- some subconscious thing where people are just like happier to have you there when they can sit and look at you and you know, yeah. if you interrupt them, it's fine.
2: Sure. <laughs> I mean, you're a your company and and also they're watching you work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I get so frustrated when when a table doesn't realize, like, I went back to make your drinks and there's no ice. Yeah. and then there's no cups and then the tea isn't made and then mm-hmm. it's like oh my god i'm gonna kill people yeah. and uh you get back and they just they're well what, what have you been doing all this time it's like oh if only you knew
0: <laughs> yeah that's the other thing i mean that's that's the nail on the head right there is, is is yeah everybody sitting at the bar can see how busy you are also yeah you know when you have a server and they're busy like usually you kind of you think they're just goofing off out there <laughs> hmm? you just think they're goofing
2: off if they disappear for yeah. a while
0: yeah, unless you have like previous experience and if you were like right. a server before and you can, then that's when you're like, man, it's taking a while and you're around the restaurant and you're like, oh, they're really busy and this and that. And then you see your server running from table to table. You see them on the other side of the restaurant and you're like, oh, right. this guy's like running the whole place. I'll have patience for him. But that takes yeah. somebody who's already kind of been through the gamut and been that person. That, you know,
2: sure it's also where i struggled in spanish because i couldn't find <laughs> fast ways to say i'm gonna go do this 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 and this and i'll be right back like an <laughs> english-speaking table can understand that i have a I have crap to do mm-hmm. like a spanish table would be like be right back and, yeah. <laughs> and just hope for the best <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs>
2: so it's it's tough man It's too do stuff
0: yeah well you know that's that's uh th- 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 then i say uh If you ever find yourself back in it, I know you have your career now and it's, it's good. And honestly, like it's cool because I feel like this industry leads to other careers a lot of the time too. It's, it's, it's a great, you know, it's a great, uh, Safety net. Oh man, I got so many
2: job home. offers. You know, waiting mm-hmm. tables. People would yeah. throw me their business card all the time. You should,
0: you should come do this. You come do that. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, even just like the, the the different skills that you learn, right? Uh, yeah. Sure. You know, just how to multitask and manage people, and and and. I think there's a lot of applicable skills that you learn in the restaurant that aren't quite uh, marketable for face value. But if you dig yeah. a little deeper, you can see that you you know you could probably make it in in a lot of different industries. Based on yeah. what you know through this, um, sure. So it's it's always fun for me to see people that have a, a service industry background that are flourishing in other fields too, because then that just gives you hope for, you know, oh, you you know, you can you can do things other than just wait tables,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or make choices. you know what's interesting to me is how many people I know who bounce from job to job in this industry who are terrible, mm-hmm. like,
0: <laughs> you bounce from you know, from restaurant expect- to restaurant.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 I was shocking to me. And that's one of the reasons I'd, I never wanted to manage was because I'm like, I don't know how to tell a college kid, hmm. do your fucking job. Hmm. <laughs> because it's your job. Like, I don't know how to tell you to do your job. when it's your job, that's why you're here, do your job. <laughs> <laughs> it would infuriate me as mm-hmm. a coworker. And I thought if I was their manager, I wouldn't know how to incentivize like, do
0: your job or you're out. Remove um, the emotion. You got to remove all the emotion from it. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the biggest thing. Is, is uh, all right. How can I talk to this person without being intimidating? Because <laughs> as soon as I sound aggressive or intimidating they're gonna back into a corner and then I'm not yeah concerned.
2: that's and that's my other problem is I'm too nice like I, I think mean things but I'm actually very mm-hmm. playful and I'm I'm afraid to tell them I'm disappointed yeah in them,
0: you know? but then those probably pop out every once in a while too huh? oh yeah yeah <laughs> they'll pop
2: the top off every once in a while uh, but yeah that was one of my things was I, I you know I'm, I'm here to and again paying rent is one thing. I mean, my wife was was really the breadwinner while I was in the industry and I was just, I was bringing home cash. We'd use that for groceries and going out to eat essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was all I was doing. Um, occasionally putting money in the bank, but really it was just groceries, man. It <laughs> was all I could afford with yeah. what I was making. But I mean, I was thinking about these are groceries for my kids versus mm-hmm. a lot of these college kids. This is, this is why my weed money. Like that's all it was. <laughs> they're living with their parents. Mm-hmm. Like they're living in a dorm. They're just, you know, they're just having a good time. And, yeah. uh, and just having, the, it was hard for me to, to work with folks who didn't take pride in what they did and they didn't take it seriously, you know? Um, and that's why, you know, I get these offers to move up the chain and I'm like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's, it's too much commitment with my mm-hmm. family. I just can't, I, I work this job because of the flexibility, um, because I can't, you know, take on that, that role. Um, so it was just it, it was a tough situation for me, man. I, uh, I'm, I, I really love the experience and I love telling my college students about it because so many people just have no, I, I'm sorry, I work with college students now. I work with a college ministry, I should say. And so, um, a lot of people just have no idea what it's like to be in this industry, man. They have no idea which, what we go through. They have no idea what we make. They have no idea how rude they can be. Like they, they don't even realize how rude they're being and they, mm. they need to be told. You know, yeah. Um, that sucks when you do that. Don't do that. <laughs> um, and so I'm really glad to have had the experience and it's, it's crazy. I waited 30 years, you know, and a master's degree before I even started to really appreciate um, the, uh, there's a real um there's like a class there's a classism to it you know mm-hmm. um every once i i i like your philosophy of like don't count your tips you know because it'll just put you in a bad mood like don't don't complain <laughs> just do your job and i really took pride in everything i did Every once in a while, I just take to Facebook and be like, "Man, look, you guys, y'all have to tip when you go out to eat because mm. we need it." And I don't think because honestly, most people don't realize. And so I'm just trying to educate them, not be yeah. passive aggressive, not be bitchy about it. Just yeah. uh, this is how it works in this industry, guys. Like, if you don't pay us, we don't get paid. Like, oh, it's not extra money; it's the only money. And um, and so, and I would get some replies from friends and be like, "You know, you're too smart to be working in that job. Like, you're too talented to be." I'm like. How classist is that? Like, because I have an education, because I have the the ability to do another job, like this is something Mm -hmm. that only dumb people do. Like, it was just I would have to just chew these friends out and be like, "You don't realize how cruel you're being." Like, that someone doesn't earn, they don't deserve an income for the work that they've done. Like, um, it's Um, uh, it's not a it's not a industry for dumb people. You cannot possibly survive if you're not smart in this industry.
0: No, it's 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 a it's a skill that people don't appreciate. I think it's it's that person that people skill, you know, it's the yeah. your ability to endlessly talk to people. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, really, that's, I would say endlessly because there's an end of the shift and then you go home and you go, I can't hear another voice. But at the mm. same time, we have the ability on your shift to just kind of like have that endless flow. of People walking into the door and like, sure, it, showing interest in their stories and and, you know, the same time you know doing a good job at whatever your job is the craft making a good cocktail you know rather than just slopping something together you know there's there's definitely some, some <clears throat> it's it's pe- people talk shit because it's a job you can get without any kind of credential but it's also right. a job that you have to do for many years to be considered good so there's, there's a there's right. a, definitely an apprentice master field that I think kind of goes unwritten and unacknowledged but everybody kind of we know about it yeah but, but it's also one of those things you don't learn until you, you've been doing it for a long time and you've heard a lot of people talk all that shit and then you find that and you, you get to the point where you're like you know what i don't care what you guys say anymore I, this is the path i've chosen this is the life i live it's the job that pays me it's the job that pays me well you know mm-hmm. i i and at some point society you know can fuck off, you know. If, yeah. if they don't approve of it, because it, it's yeah. what's working for me, and it's 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 something that that feeds more than just my bills. You know, it, it gives me a lot of satisfaction as a person sure. to be like a member of my community and like interact with people and have people come see me weekly and you know be part of their lives. And you know, you, you end up being like this. I don't know. This this person in people's lives that. You never yeah. thought you would be, but you there you are. Yeah,
2: I mean, you have you have such power to lift people's spirits, and like, and that's a real power. Like, it's a real like, um, you can do good with it, or you can be terrible at it. You know, and mm-hmm. and um, I, like I said, it's re- it's just a classism, man. People people look down on people who who work. <laughs> it's yeah. like you know that whole the way people talk about uh, AOC. You know, mm-hmm. she's a bartender. Like,
0: oh yeah, hey, she's, a bar- she's a bartender. Like, yeah. You know, it's funny. A, she's like, a bar- I honestly, I hadn't heard um a lot of the bartender hate. Um I I've heard it the yeah. f- about her especially. AOC. Yeah. Um but I haven't heard that in like 10 years. And then yeah. she she got elected, and then all this old like rhetoric just starts spewing out again. And you're like, Oh, there you guys are like there it is. I knew it was out there. Like I <laughs> it totally just got I, I miss you guys.
2: Yeah, but then those are
0: also, you know. They've I, been particularly hating
2: on Muslims and Mexicans. Now they're back to bartenders.
0: Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> it's, it's just one of those things where, like, there's always going to be people out there that are going to be anti-whatever-you're-for. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I I, I, I I saw a silly thing on the internet. I think I shared it about the the Venn diagram of the people who, like, the people who are demanding everything be open again and service yeah. their needs are the same people that, that don't like to tip because it's not their responsibility to pay the living wage. Yeah. So it's just people that are very self-focused and worried about like how this is affecting them personally and how uncomfortable they are, you know, and they, they just, they lack a service mind. I think, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that when you get so uncomfortable, you know, you you can choose to live there or you can choose to, to act and do something about it. Of course. So if, if you're, if you're feeling miserable, go do something for someone else. Yeah. maybe you'll we'll feel good and start putting positive energy back into the world sure and i i, I missed that work i mean
2: the job i'm in now I mean, before i was working here uh before i had a lot of odd jobs when i was back when i was working in the church when i was doing what i was literally trained to do what i what i paid 100 grand in student debt to do was to do ministry and to, to plan things for church yeah i worked you know i did like youth youth uh, ministry and, mm-hmm. and working as a, like an associate pastor and, and planning things out in advance was never very, I was never very good at it. And I, I always thought, you know, I'd actually be a lot better. People told me you should consider chaplaincy, you know, uh, either in the military, for the police, for the hospital, mm-hmm. like where your job is to, is to, to meet people who are in a crisis who have a, like a, like a real need in, in the immediate, moment and to be with them 100% and uh it could be terrible it could be you know serious death serious death as opposed to a hilarious death um (laughs) those exist like a real a real it could be a a serious trauma where you know someone's dying of something or someone just died or they're facing a terrible um, diagnosis or an accident or something terrible uh a police officer involved in a shooting there's all kinds of these awful things that Office, uh, military goes through, and, and to be a to be a, a military chaplain or a, any kind of chaplain who meets the people who are facing this trauma, is, it's intense. Mm-hmm. It's it's um, and it takes a, a certain kind of person to be with someone who is in the shit, and to really be with them, and yeah. and to and to like make them feel your presence, and to um. And. F- it takes a special person to be able to walk away from that and not let it break them. Yeah. Thank because, you. um, so many of my colleagues in the ministry, they're like, Oh gosh, I just can't, I couldn't be a chaplain because as soon as I left the room, I would just wonder what happened. Like, how are they, how did they get through? I like, can just keep them up at night. And, I'm, yeah. and I don't know if it's callous or if it's a special skill, but I would, I would, for me, and, I, and maybe it's my ADD, I would think, I would just forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to be with you 100% while I'm with you. Once I walk away, I forgot what we talked about.
0: No, I, I understand that. <laughs> that, that that's a, that's that's really powerful, though. I mean, my, it's funny that you mentioned that, because my, my grandfather and my uncle are both chaplains, or yeah. my grandfather was a chaplain, and my uncle is a chaplain. I think he may have retired yeah. now. Um, but um, I remember... The one time I really understood kind of what they did was when my grandfather passed away. Um, And I, I, you know, I think since, since then I've I've worked with myself a lot more with that and just kind of dealt with, you know, the impending, (laughs) you know, uh, doom, doom of it all. Sure. You know, and it's, it's real (laughs) and it's coming for us all, but at the same time, you know, whatever. I just remember when, when the last time we went to visit him, uh, uh, I remember knowing that it was the last time uh, yeah. spending very, very short a time with him while he was awake and, and just kind of being really sad about it. And then my, my uncle was there with us and he just, as we were leaving and I was crying and knowing that that was pretty much the end, my uncle said, you've done everything that you needed to do. And, and I was like, how do you know? But <laughs> like at the same time, yeah. I was like, that feels so good to to hear you yeah. acknowledge that because yeah. I don't feel like I have and but he like gave me the credit for it and then yeah. I realized I was like this is his job I was like he's yeah. doing his jo- he's he's jobbing me right now but at the same <laughs> like, it works really good I get what he's You're saying the- I, really <clears> throat> <appreciate> throat> I saw through it all <laughs>
1: But yeah. at the same
0: time it was a be- it was kind of a beautiful moment too because sure. I I just, I just felt this peace kind of in in this hard spot and I realized that that's what he did for a living was he gave people who were having a hard time he found a way to try to bring them a little bit of peace in one of their toughest moments, and, and yeah. that's 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 some—it's beautiful. But then also, like you said, to just be able to, you know, you're you're there, you're in the moment, you're with the people, and then you're like lunch, you know? Yeah. You, the bell rings and you go get some. You got to move on, man,
2: because there's <laughs> someone dying next door too. <laughs> yeah, because people um, are
0: always dying. That's they yeah. don't stop. Like everybody, and, like
2: yeah, hi, man. That's well, and 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 likewise, um, when you're in the weeds. You can't mm-hmm. let that shit get to your head, man. You gotta mm-hmm. just keep on going. And yep. if, if one table stiffs you, if one guy's a total asshole, like take it
0: on the chin and move on. You like, say you, you, you can't get emotional about it. You gotta yeah. you gotta snip that cord and, and you I, have to greet that next customer and look them mm-hmm. right in the eye and, and love them like like they're your best friend.
2: But you then also the last
0: guy was a real dick. You just gotta keep going, man. Something I found though is is is, is tears. Tears need to be cried regardless. Yes. So whether sure. you acknowledge them in the moment or later, go home yeah. later and like you'll be watching a Geico commercial and then just. Ah! <laughs> oh, Geico, man, that gets to me. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's, it's all about just, just letting all of your emotions be, be expressed, you know, in, in a way that your body needs, of course. To, of course. needs to sit them out. But, but man, I, I, saying- I've definitely been, been in those spots like where, where you're at work. And you get some news, and you're just like, now's not time. Like we're we're gonna we're tonight we're serving nachos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, of I'm course. About this later. Well,
2: I just feel like that skill set served me very well in the industry, sure. um, because it's a different kind of work. Um, mm-hmm. You're either, I, I, although I've spent so much money and time in schooling, like learning to do administrative stuff. Where I really thrive is in this, like pants on fire like react you know i can plan ahead i can plan my shift i can prep everything i can make sure to do all my side work and make sure everything's loaded up and we're we're ready man but when this shit starts rolling man i i, I you don't know what's going to happen you don't know who's going to walk in the door next you don't know mm-hmm. what they're going to order you don't know what drinks you're going to be making how many of them like this stuff just happens and and, yeah. and you don't have time to 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 have a, a a plan for the day like no dude you just you take it and you roll with it and you just react. And it's, it's improv, you know, and, and it's, yeah. a, it's a dance. And it's something that a lot of people just cannot handle, but I, I loved it. And, mm-hmm. and while I was doing it, I didn't need ADHD medicine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when awesome. I got out of the industry. When I got back into um, being an administrator, I had to get back on uh, ADHD medicine because yeah. I don't have sit that, down I don't, I don't have that stimulation of like fire, fire, all around me, fire, fire. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I've got to, I've got to, Plan now. I've got to think things through. I've got to organize. Like I, it's, it's not my strong suit. Um, <laughs> I, I'd so much rather react than than plan ahead. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I love that. Where so many people cannot imagine thriving in that environment. You know. Yeah. And it's it's a real skill, man. It's 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 a certain kind of person who who thrives in this industry. Where,
0: dude, is not for everybody, for sure. Mm-hmm. I agree yeah i mean it's it's funny because like i i i'm so grateful like that you know I, um i met my wife <laughs> your Oops. sister uh she, she's such oh. a <laughs> you know you know uh she's such a planner and i'm such a i'm so yeah I'm, you know i've always been so bad at it that we've act, we've found a lot of uh a compliment for each other and in, in that yeah. um but but also she you know we've helped each other you know where she's helped me plan more and i've helped to, to pull her into the moment more too uh, yeah
2: same with me and my wife for sure man yeah I, I gotta tell you one of the really funny things was when i was in graduate school i was talking to brooke about like personality tests like mm-hmm. the myers briggs i think it was yeah and um i found out that her type and my type would be a great couple
0: yeah <laughs> and <laughs> this
2: <That's laughs> is my sister which is weird but when i <laughs> when i met you i'm like oh dude he's perfect for me <laughs> <laughs> because he's a freaking goofball like i am like yeah fantastic. yeah and, and uh, uh
0: you're right I and mean, we we are a great couple <laughs>
2: <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm i it was it was so happy to meet you i'm like oh it's so good to meet someone oh. who's just as as loving and good as, as she is because she's she's she'll pump everything into you and you pump it right back and it's just yeah. it's beautiful the relationship you all have so I'm, I'm glad to have you as a brother-in-law,
0: man. I'm glad to have you as a brother-in-law, man. Thank you.
2: That's oh, really good.
0: No, I mean it's it's great. You're, you're right, though. Because like we we really we really pay a tribute to each other's strengths and weaknesses. You know, yeah, stuff. you have
2: to. I mean, yeah. you can either resent each other for it, or you could, you know, soak it up and benefit from it. Right? <laughs> yeah.
0: we could resent each other for it and fall apart, or we could try to help each other be stronger people and and become better as a whole. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: I yeah. I couldn't stand being married to somebody like you or myself yeah i'm, I'm, I'm glad i'm married know. to my wife i'm glad you're married to brooke because
0: we need each other right so i i yeah that would be a lot it's, it's too much <laughs> nothing, nothing would ever get done we just hang out <laughs>
2: <laughs> well and and uh it's one of the reasons i'm a good parent is i don't plan i just mm-hmm. i can just be present in the moment and i can you know yeah I'm free to let it roll off my back, where things really stress out my wife. I, I shouldn't talk badly about her in the podcast, but no, no, no. It's she gets right, stressed it's much more easily with the kids. Than you, yeah, in, in general, she's just more anxious than I am. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm more laid back and and freewheeling than she is. And um, yeah. so, with our kids who are difficult, um, more than your average child, um, uh, I, I I thrive in that. It's it's a lot like waiting tables, man. Just mm-hmm. out, putting out fires all day long with these kids especially during quarantine so yeah except you can't call your manager dude i managers are never available anyway
0: that's true <laughs> <laughs> well i think it's probably time to get into our cocktail we should do a little what uh, did you do what did you decide to do oh we're doing the long island <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah nice.
0: Yeah, uh, that's we haven't done it yet, and it's it's a drink that deserves uh, some time. It's fun, actually, when I was doing the history on the cocktail. Yeah, I I saw that there was. I I always love a um, a contested history because it Uh it gives gives you some drama in it all. Oh yeah, it allows you to take sides and start fights, and so I'm I'm excited to start a fight in this one. Um, So the cocktail we're doing today is the Long Island Iced Tea. the we'll jump right into the history on that. A lot of people think that the Long Island is Long Island, New York. However, and it's no. funny that you brought this up, Brandon, because I know that your wife is from Tennessee. Yeah, um, and so the roots of the Long Island are actually in Tennessee. What? There's a Long Island, Tennessee, and uh,
2: so you're, you're making this up. This is okay. real.
0: No, I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to digress so I can drop some facts so it's not just me talking. So, the origin of the Long Island, as is claimed, is in the 1920s, There's a uh, during Prohibition. Uh, there were, so, this drink was created illegally during Prohibition in the, 19, uh. in the, in the early 20s. Um, a, a fellow going by the name of Old Man Bishop... In the community of Long Island in Kingsport, Tennessee, um, he came up with a drink that was, that was, um, had vodka, gin, tequila, rum, and whiskey with maple syrup. And so that was the original Long Island iced tea.
2: What was it, five liquors?
0: Vodka, whiskey, gin, tequila, and rum. Yeah. And so I've heard of that. I've heard of people calling that the electric iced tea. Well, kind of, because then there's other variations. So, the, this is the original one before Coca Cola was a thing, and you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it was, it was the, the liquor with some maple syrup, and they thought that was a good idea. It also <laughs> terrible.
2: Um, it does sound terrible.
0: Then, about 40 years later, um, in, in the Betty Crocker cookbook in the 1960s, uh, they mentioned a Long Island iced tea that hmm. was made with. Um, I believe that one was made with uh, citrus and simple syrup, so then you're getting that sweet and sour uh, aspect. Um, and then in the 1970s, here's the, the the guy that has the claim on it. Uh, mm-hmm. His name's Bob Butt. Um, <laughs> Come on, no, no, you're totally really. making no, this whole thing no, up. So no, his name is Robert <laughs> Butt, and he goes by the nickname okay. Rosebud, and he claims to have invented the Long Island. Um, in a contest uh, for they were trying it was a it was a a contest where people were trying to think of drinks made with triple sec and so in 1972 while he worked at oak beach inn on long island um, he came up with a with a slightly different version of the long island and that one is is the more popular one that we know with vodka rum triple sec gin and and did he have tequila in his i think he might have tequila in his um, he might not. I think it was vodka, rum, gin, triple sex, simple syrup and cola or lime juice or lemon juice, cola and, and a little bit of simple syrup. Huh. Um,
2: so, so you said in Long Island, was he in New York? Yes. OK,
0: but yeah, he was in Long Island, New York in 1972. The guy claims to have come up with the Long Island iced tea. However, 50 years prior to that, there's another guy named Old Man Bishop in Long Island, Tennessee, who claims to come up with Long Island iced tea. That's weird. Not only that, but 10 years before the guy in the 70s who claimed to come up with a drink, uh, 10 years before he came up with it, it was listed in the Betty Crocker cookbook. And so yeah. I'm going to go sure. with Tennessee on this one. It sounds like a whole bunch of bullshit that New York... And they
2: called it Long Island iced tea in the Betty Crocker book, huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. And, and um, they called it iced tea even though the sweetener was just syrup. It's, it's been, it's always, it's long been called an iced tea because it resembles an iced tea. It looks like an iced tea.
2: So I guess, yeah, here, here's, here's your, your a brown color.
0: Here, here's your prohibition fund is yeah. it was, it was created during prohibition Yeah. and it looked like an iced tea because you garnish it with a lemon. And so it would be hmm. the Long Island iced tea that you would go get during prohibition. So you could sit there in a restaurant or outside and drink this drink that looks like with a cup of liquor,
2: but you're just getting loaded.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so that, I mean, that i mean that's kind of me deducing or putting putting some puzzle pieces together that isn't written in front of me but it makes more sense um than than somebody 50 years later thinking of it and then everyone else being wrong just because he's in new york whatever (laughs) um and then uh, so I i should read this one little history this guy has here which i like it says as with practically every cocktail with some time under its belt, the Long Island comes with debatable and uncertain beginnings. At first glance, it appears as if it might have been inspired by the fruitcake. Just throw anything you have in your cupboards into a container, mix it up, <laughs> and ask yourself why the hell would you do it? Why the hell would you ever ingest such a thing? The original and most believable story comes from a small community in Long Island, Kingsport, Tennessee, where it's declared uh, Long Island was created in the 20s by Old Man Bishop during Prohibition. Uh, apparently, Bishop decided that combining vodka, whiskey, gin, tequila, and rum with little maple syrup was somehow a good idea. Huh. For the purposes of creating a life t- uh, a timeline here in the 1960s, Betty Crocker came out with the cookbook that mentions a Long Island iced tea, though she gives no credit to Old Man Bush Bishop, which brings us to the fraud, Bob Butt. <laughs> this is the guy right Bob Butt. Bob Butt, this is the realbarman.com, which brings us to the fraud Bob Butt, who claims he invented the Long Island <laughs> when he entered a cocktail contest so he could include triple sec as one of the ingredients. Which sounds like he just replaced whiskey with triple sec. Yeah. And uh, he says, I only use the word fraud here because Butt is claiming to have invented something that was already invented. He says, he, he even says so on his website. This, this is a quote from his website The world famous Long Island iced tea, first invented in 1972 by me, Robert Butt. While I was tending bar at the infamous Oak Beach Inn, I participated in a cocktail contest. Triple sec had to be included, and the bottle started flying. My concoction was an immediate hit and became a house drink at the Oak Beach Inn by the mid-'70s. Every bar on Long Island was serving this innocent-looking cocktail, and by the 1980s, it was known the world over. So I have huh. a theory, and my theory is this. The drink was created in the 1920s. The Internet wasn't around in the 70s. <laughs>
2: You're right. Uh, so far hey, your Bob's theory checks
0: out. In the sixties and in the seventies, this Bob Butt guy probably had someone come to his bar or he went to Tennessee and had the drink and knew a variation of it. Or maybe he had the Betty Crocker cookbook and he's like, Oh, I'm just trying to think of a drink that I can make for this contest. And here's a drink called the Long Island something, and I live in Long Island, I can huh. rebrand this, and next thing you know, it's the cosmopolitan from Sex in the City over once over again, where yeah. he basically he may not have been the creator of it, but he—he he was pro- he's definitely the the reviver of it. And he brought it back into pop culture in the 70s and into the 80s and beyond. Um, so while I don't give Robert Butt or Bob Butt credit for the drink, I'll give it I'll give credit for, for the revival of the drink. Interesting. Um, and bringing it back around. Because Betty
2: Crocker wasn't big enough. He needed Bobby Butt to really talk yeah, it. Yeah, right.
0: It was Betty Crocker in the 60s. Back then, <laughs> she was just like, you know, some food blogger. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
0: blogger. <laughs> and then this this uh, this um, webpage has nine different variations of the Long Island, which is kind of fun. There's actually one that's called the Texas Tea which is very oh. similar to the original Long Island. It's the vodka, gin, rum, triple sec, tequila, whiskey, sweet and sour, and Coke. So that's just everything that you can find and put it into. Yeah, it. Uh, it we've like sold tea.
2: Texas teas at a couple of different restaurants I've worked at. They just call them yeah. Texas Tea Yeah,
0: it's just a Long Island with whiskey in it yeah, yeah. Um, honestly I,
2: I'm i not sure what all the Long Island has in it I just know it's the it's the garbage drink that everyone orders um,
0: <laughs> well that's so, so there that here we are leading into it so as a bartender as long as I've been trained and how I've always made it is um, your clear liquors so mm. you, right. and like, the color here. comes from the coke yeah. You keep right. the clear liquors in the well all next to each other. So vodka, gin, rum, tequila and triple sec. So I do yeah. five liquors in it, half ounce each. So that's two and a half ounces of liquor in the drink, which is more than enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you top with a splash of sweet and sour and a splash of Coke to give it a little tartness and a little Coke. Um, a lot of recipes will call for lemon juice and sugar and simple syrup and but if you don't know what sweet and sour is, that's basically what sweet and sour is it's just right. Some sort of tart juice and simple syrup, no, sweet, sweet sure. and sour. A lot of times we'll do a lemon and lime juice. Some people add a little bit of orange juice into it, but the most basic forms, even like when you're making a whiskey sour is you add an ounce of lemon juice and a half ounce of lime juice. And that's yeah. the sour mix that you're using for the drink, huh. all the sour. Um, so that's actually what I have today is I'm just going to use lemon juice and, um, Simple
2: sir. So it's it's going to be clear
0: then? It's going to be, well, I also have um, some cola. So it, it'll have the, the, the iced tea coloring. Okay.
2: yes, um, so I was going to say. When I was serving those, it was funny people would complain that it wasn't dark enough. And I have to go back to the bar and say, put more Coke in it. Like
0: that's what makes it darker is the because <laughs> it doesn't look like tea. Yeah. Like,
2: well, it just means it's a strong drink.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I've had, you know, it's one of those things like over the years where if, I've had a lot of people like <sighs> whenever someone orders a long Island, you're usually like, eh. and then they order like okay. two and you're like, that's, you should, stop. you're ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then if they try for three, you're like, they, are they done yet? Didn't they eat dinner already? We should get them out of yeah. here. Like, I don't want
2: yeah. I don't
0: want a three Long Island drinker in my and like Yeah. That's just going to be trouble. Um, <laughs> yeah. And people complain because they're like, it doesn't taste like tea. Like, it's not actually tea. <laughs>
2: There's zero tea in this drink.
0: No tea. No tea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to make the drink now. Normally, at this time in the show, we would all be in the same room, and I would make a bunch of drinks, and we would all sit and drink the cocktails.
1: Want to watch Joey make the cocktail? Find all of our videos on our website at lifefromthewell.com, or go to YouTube and subscribe to our channel, Life From The Well.
0: Uh, By the way, iced tea. It looks like tea. I like to garnish with a lemon, because then you get a little, uh, it looks even more like an iced tea. Yeah, Cheers, and uh, we'll see how I'm feeling at the end of the episode. <laughs> um, it nice. tastes like iced tea. Holy shit. I think when you use lemon juice versus sweet and sour, it gets more of an iced tea flavor. It, ta- it very much tastes like iced tea right now, which is very straight. It's the most iced tea flavored Long Island I've ever made.
2: Nice. I don't know what I did differently. but I don't know why you can mix all those liquors and have it mm. not taste like straight up liquor but it, it's a magical okay. concoction man
0: it tastes a little bit like tequila and iced tea yeah i i okay i'm only gonna have one <laughs> okay let's get into bar stories you ready for bar stories just stories from the industry personal experiences um yeah, so let's just dive right into it. You 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 seem like you came prepared, which I fucking love. Uh, <laughs> it's so great. Well, I don't know. I, I, I'm I,
2: I'm just gonna read a post that I put on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know, on a random night when something happened, I I'd write yeah. about it, and people would react very well to it. Yeah. Okay, this is it's, when I first moved to Brownsville, which again is the the bottom teardrop of Texas. I was new in their restaurant. I was, it was like my first week there, I believe. Um, I said, uh, it's in my post. I'm just going to read it. Um, Tonight, the last table in my section was a party of 16 girls and three adults celebrating a birthday for a 14-year-old. So these Mm. were a ton of 14-year-old girls. Um, They were packed tightly into two large booths. That had been extended and essentially joined together as one super booth with one narrow exit in the middle of the table this restaurant only had booths essentially so what we would do is pull the table out and make an even longer booth if they were a larger party so i had all these girls basically in one big old booth with a tiny little opening for them to escape Um, they were extremely loud but the service went very smoothly at least until the end when one of them laughed so hard, she threw up the meal she had just finished all over the birthday girl <laughs> and her mini oversized balloons, just vomit all over the table and her ribbons. Um, the girl simply froze in place with her head hanging shamefully. At first, I felt terrible because everyone knows how easily teenagers get embarrassed. But then, like disgusting dominoes, at least two other girls also puked because they were stuck inside the booth. This girl was just frozen in place. Um, (laughs) So at least two other girls also puked because they were stuck there and they were all screaming. Um, As the rest of the girls scattered all across the restaurant, shrieking in horror and disbelief, one girl was stuck in the corner of the booth, powerlessly cried out, I'm peeing, as she laughed uncontrollably. I wasn't laughing. But I'm laughing now. It's funny looking back, but that was the worst. Like there was puke everywhere, and it was kind of like went down and, and uh and people remember that story because the girls' bathroom was apparently in really bad shape because girls went to the bathroom and puked some more in the girls' bathroom.
0: Oh, no, no. <laughs> they may
2: have been drinking beforehand. I, again, I just assumed it was from eating too much and laughing really hard. But uh, the way they all just started dropping like flies—these are
0: 14-year-old kids, man. Yeah. It made me think but, of. Uh, um... So in Stand By Me, there's that scene where they, they go to the county. Is it county? No, there's something. It's the, it's the, it's the kid. They tell the story about a kid who pukes. It's a piety contest. A, a revenge pie a contest? That's the one. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, bah! and then everybody goes, bah! and it's this horrible thing.
2: It's, it's a real thing that happens, this stomach this effect. Yeah, yeah, I tell you, man.
0: It, someone throws up, everybody else around them wants to. I think even yeah. I think probably us talking about it is <laughs> making some people out there being like, "You guys, please stop! Just <laughs> stop making the sound effects. You give people a break, man." Yeah.
2: Um, or the smell. The smell would used to get to me really bad. Yeah, that. Really, not, we should. We shouldn't. Sour. We shouldn't be talking about it. No. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, less a less scary story. Um, and okay, same restaurant. I mean, it's a place where the where all the tables are booths. Mm-hmm. and it sucks as a server because the booths go deep <laughs> and it's like the music deep. is so loud i cannot hear you when you're way back in the corner of the booth like i just can't hear you mm-hmm. um and so this was a night where i had like like over 600 in in cash in my in my in my check holder that i i hold and take take my uh, orders in right um
0: mm-hmm. lots little of cash that night
2: yeah, just everyone was paying in cash. And so I had a ton of money all in small bills. There's just overflowing. This thing's about to burst at the seams. Even though I keep it super organized, like it's just too much money. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was serving in this party section again where the parties, where the tables get really long and it's hard to hear someone who's like a soft talker. Um, and so I have to lean way over and listen to them like, I'm oh, sorry, what, what was that? And I'd lean way over. And um, as I was leaning... The cash from my folder just fell right into, uh, again, so the booth was extended. So there were like extension tables. And so there were chairs plugged into the, the edge of the booth. So there was a purse hanging off the back of a uh, chair. Oh, no. And as I'm leaning, <laughs> the cash from my wallet falls right into this woman's open purse behind the, uh chair. And so it's just like everyone watches money pour out of my wallet. And I'm like, oh I'm like hang on a second. I just had to start reaching into this woman's purse and pull out wads of cash and stuff them back in my in my folder. <laughs> like while I'm while the whole table just stands there and waits for me. I'm just like it, I just felt like Mr. Bean like <laughs> awkwardly reaching into this into somebody's purse and pulling cash out. Like I'm pretty sure this is mine. I'm pretty sure name. this money's mine. Like I hope to God you don't have loose cash in your wallet, your purse because I'm stealing it.
0: <laughs>
2: oh it's because so that's so my titty, man
0: <laughs> yeah it's
2: mine now because i owe all this money this is not my money man this is yeah. like money for the house mm-hmm. so uh that sucks man um did you get, get all your money back
0: there. or were you short
2: i'm pretty sure i got it all back i don't know man i don't know
0: but you you at least had a cash drop that night that you were able to drop
2: yeah yeah i i, I kind of covered it they were they were gracious i was just really embarrassed because yeah it's just, like,
0: oh no, for sure super
2: unprofessional and looking stupid. <laughs> um, yeah. There was another time where a woman thought I was a stripper. Nice. Like she was. She swore she recognized me. and I'm like, I promise I am not who you think I am. <laughs> and she just would not believe. She thought I was lying like I was being cute and like pretending. I'm like, I, lady, look at me. <laughs> like, shaking my gut in her face. I'm like, no one wants to see this. I'm it's not me. I promise it was just really embarrassing.
0: sure I'll take the tip, but I'm not. Yeah. I mean, just go ahead and put it in my
2: apron. I don't care, but yeah, no, it was just weird, man. <laughs> I got one more story. I got one more thing that I post on because people don't realize what servers deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, like as, as a uh, bartender, they see you You're with a guest, like you're busy, like wait, you're, what you're freaking turn. You're fine. Um, but as a as a server, sometimes you just get like you get snaps. You get the snaps too. We will snap oh, at you man. like like you don't see that I'm with somebody right now? Like what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> but uh I just I just wrote out like a um, a literal thing of what happened, like a conversation I had with a guest. Um they say, uh, we're ready to order. I say, Great, what can I get you? Uh, uh <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile yeah. another table is waving at me impatiently like hey we're ready and i i just gesture back to them like i see you and meanwhile the guests i'm with oh uh... and so i say do, do you need a little more time uh i'll be right back after i grab your drinks you know who want to order the drinks and the food at the same time but they mm. don't know what they want to order yet like yeah. dude, come on. um but no, no we're no we're ready now uh so I just stand there awkwardly and smile while they look through the menu, thumbing through page by page. And so I eventually take their order. It takes forever. Um, and then I rush over to the to the table and I say, and they say, it's about time. We're ready to order. Mm. I- I'm so sorry. I- I'm so sorry for the wait. What can I get you? Uh, <laughs> that's real life, dude. That's real life.
1: That's, that's, why so real
2: life. that's why you're a waiter. They're like, we're ready yeah
1: uh, that's, that's why it took so long yeah. anyway <laughs>
2: the, same, the same people complain about the weight when they get at the restaurant and then they mm-hmm. they just camp out for three hours at the table you're like you know why there's a weight? because of jerks mm-hmm. like you yeah yeah
0: yeah it's people who just aren't aware enough of themselves to know really what's going on it's crazy how someone could complain about
2: the weight and then camp there all day like how mm-hmm. could you do both things because you are the devil
0: like I don't want to wait forty five minutes for my seat where I'm going to take two hours. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. That's why it's.
2: No, I, yeah. Minutes. That that kind of bleeds into the uh, um um things you want people to know it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Don't,
0: it, com- don't it, it, complain it, it, about
2: the wait and don't sit there forever if there's a if there's a line at the door like don't don't hang out forever.
0: That's our improve the industry section. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry for skipping ahead. No, no, it's all right. We'll come <laughs> back to it. Don't you worry because i i um yeah that's definitely one of those things i think at my last restaurant i finally got to the point where like in in my in my entire career the last five years was the first time where i would walk up to a table and i'd say hey guys how's it going we all ready and they go uh okay i'll be right back and i wouldn't even ask them i just leave i just walk away yeah i'd make them like you gotta be ready be ready now or i'm gonna go (laughs) yeah Guys, we ready? You know what you want. You know what you want. So, and someone be like, "Oh yeah, I know what I want." Be like, "How about you?" Oh, I need another minute. Okay, I'm gonna come back. And then,
2: yeah. And then I just
0: leave and go take care of a bunch of tables, and then I come back in like ten minutes. And then yeah, we come back. You <laughs> ready in ten minutes? Because I'm gonna do another lap. <laughs> so they come yeah. back in ten minutes. And be like, you guys, you ready now? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And then if they do the, uh, be like, okay, I gotta go do that. Yeah. So that's just I right. do that in Spanish, dude. I know, right? That's that's <laughs> the. <laughs> but it's the it's the thing is like i had to find the right bar and the right atmosphere to be able to do that too i mean a a lot of the way that i interact with my guests um i think are are, is reliant on the bar that i'm working in and and that atmosphere you know when i'm working in a cantina you know we're making margaritas and serving nachos and tacos all night i i I can afford to be a little more casual than when i'm working you know a farm-to-table restaurant where you know the you know, the name of the cow that you're eating, you know, the, I've done both things and, and there's definitely a different attitude that you can take on bo- on both yeah. aspects. But I feel like you also get, I don't know, it, it's, it's definitely harder when you're working in fine dining and you get someone who's impatient than when you're yeah. working in, in the casual dining and you get someone who's impatient because in casual dining, you have a hundred more people that are waiting to sit in that seat. And so if they want to go, at least for my, you know, the bar that I was at, You'd be like, cool, you guys just get out of here and I'll refill the seat. But in fine dining, you know, you've got maybe six tables a night, you know, so you've yeah. got to make them all count.
2: Make them count, for sure. Yeah,
0: and so, so then people are like, uh, but that's when you drop, that's when you drop in. They want you to start giving them that whole, that whole speech on. So what do you usually like, you know, What? Well, how can I recommend something to your palate? You know, all right, let well, me and, find and something I'm... for you.
2: And I love doing that if there's yeah. time, but if there's other people snapping at me. I'm like, yeah,
0: well, it's especially like, I mean,
2: you, you got to be able in to Spanish you, again in Spanish. <laughs> I can't be fast Rapido. in Spanish. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna be slow because <laughs> my Spanish is not so good.
0: Just go, un momento. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, it's just it was infuriating wanting to be as good as I can and, and not being able to operate in my mother tongue. Mm. It, so. it definitely gave me an understanding and a uh, an empathy for. For immigrants for anyone for whom english is their second language like yeah it's, right? it's, embar- it's embarrassing like it, you you sound stupid and so you don't want to even try mm-hmm. and so i found you know, i found a lot of times yeah and, and well i found that by trying the spanish they were more willing to try english because they knew that i, I was willing to sound stupid so mm-hmm. they could sound stupid yeah. because it's just embarrassing like I, I sound like an idiot i'm not an idiot i'm super smart but i don't know how to talk Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's embarrassing. It, it takes a real humility to try to learn another language like that.
0: Well, think about, um, going to a Mexican restaurant, like as mm-hmm. a customer, um, mm-hmm. do, do you speak Spanish or do you speak English? Do you know Spanish? Do you know some Spanish words? Can you, and even if you know those Spanish words, do you use them in the Mexican restaurant or do you avoid it just because you don't want to have that conversation of, I know a little bit of Spanish and I'm trying, you know? Or, yeah. you know, and I, I think just, you know, being honest and making your best effort to communicate with people is really what people appreciate in general. Like if, you, sure. if you know a little bit of someone's language and you tr- try try to use it to communicate, they usually will be really appreciative and help help fill in the gaps with what little totally. like, your language or maybe they know more than you do about your language. and Yeah, language, theirs.
2: yeah that's what I always tell people. Your English is better than my
0: Spanish. So <laughs> Don't yeah. be embarrassed. Yeah, yeah, not at all. So I want to go to this question in this day and yep. age. I, I really like to hear what, what uh, people do for their self-care, um, their stress management. Uh, what, what, where do you find balance in all of this in life, especially, you know, with with everything that's going on, what, what, what brings you kind of peace on a daily basis?
2: Um, <clears throat> uh, I don't, I don't mean to, your horn too much but honestly um listening to this podcast has been a huge stress relief for me i was raving to my to my wife about it i said you need to listen to joey's podcast because it's really fun and uh it's just nice (laughs) it's cool it's lighthearted." and i i I used to listen to a lot of most of my podcasts used to be news uh, Mm -hmm. political news the world news just just news and um i would listen to them every day and since this madness started, I'm like, I don't need to keep up with everything. Yeah. Because yeah. like w- what's really gonna change? And so I, I I stopped listening to these daily things and I started listening to things that are taking my mind off of crap. And mm-hmm. um and I started at the beginning of your podcast, which was had nothing to do with this madness. Yeah. <laughs> so I just really I really enjoyed it and I recommended it. Um I, awesome. I still recommend it. But of course if anyone can hear this, they're already listening. But um <laughs> But yeah, podcasts that are not um, stressful have been super cool. And, 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 and listening to this podcast makes me want to like create a bar at my house, which is really cool. Nice. Uh, I need to invest. But, um, <laughs> but uh, the other thing I've been doing, though, besides just trying to make most of my time with my kids, because they drive me insane and I want to murder them for a good chunk of the day, every day. <laughs> um, um, bes- well, after they go to bed, I have one day a week where I uh, get online and I play Pathfinder, which is mm-hmm. basically Dungeons and Dragons with some friends. And it has been fantastic. And that started shortly before this quarantine stuff. Yeah. And I'm so glad I got up with them because it's been it's been the highlight of my every week. Like mm-hmm. I really look forward to it. Just to play fantasy and like pretend like I'm in a totally different place, yeah. and uh, I've never I've never played D and D before. I've always been like nerd adjacent. Um, mm-hmm. I've always been kind of like D and D curious, and so to Dude, have same. In- yeah to have just yeah. now gotten into it is really cool. I've enjoyed it.
0: That's awesome. I'm, I'm actually in a very similar boat as you right now. Is is I've I've always like I grew up without D and D because mm-hmm. I, I was raised very I was raised that D and D was bad and evil <laughs> you know as, as a lot of kids were there's people out yeah. there that know what that means but like you know it, grow and then you grow up and realize it's just part of it's just it's just a way that other people connect with each other that that wasn't understood and so it was just deemed as bad but yeah. whatever i just started playing <laughs> it, a weekly D game myself like for the first time in my life like a couple weeks ago with i don't, I don't know if you've listened to his episode yet but Kendall. Um, he's our dungeon master, and so he's been he's been running the uh, that's cool. We've been we'd running the show for around me. the same yeah. time. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no, my, I know. My sister I'm came so on sick. a couple other friends, but uh... awesome. All right. Uh, secrets of the industry. So initially I was thinking like we'd recommend like industry stuff, but I think it's I want to open it up wider. <sighs> especially during pandemic time and there's people out there just hungry for stuff to consume. Um, what do you do? Is there a book you've read lately, a TV show, a movie, a band, like any combination of all, all of those? Um, what, what, what's, what do you, what's occupying your time? What's keeping you busy right now?
2: Um, I have nothing for you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I I I'm so busy with my children. um mm-hmm. I've again, I I kind of default to the caregiver. So you've role. been listening
0: to a lot of Life from the Well podcast, I hear. I well, I mean, I listened to all of them in about a week. Oh man! But uh <laughs> I mean, a couple weeks. I mean, I feel couple like weeks. you brought it up earlier in the show about, and yeah. I feel like it's probably a great time to maybe tell people how how plug it back
2: in. <laughs> <laughs> No, I uh yeah, podcasts are nice because I can I can put on these little headsets and mm-hmm. I can I can pause it from time to time when my kids start screaming at each other. Mm-hmm. Um um but that's what what I've been doing and I've I've been listening to um I listen to your podcast, I've been listening to Thank you. more of these like Dungeons and Dragons podcasts. <laughs> nice. Um, and listening listening to stories and and this silliness. What are you doing, Joey? What are you doing lately besides playing D&D every once in a while?
0: hmm let's see i'm podcasting um we've been uh i've been uh your wife uh your wife i've been your sister my wife personal... your wife what are you doing what do you do to my wife <laughs> i've been your sister's personal chef for the last month and a half uh, i've been
2: doing a lot of cooking too for a, I've sure. a
0: lot a lot a lot of cooking um, mm-hmm. roasts ribs wings like anything like i'm just like what takes a full day i'm looking on the internet to, like find it's <laughs> so, like i got time to put into this right now i can make good yeah stuff. um i was actually supposed to do a pot roast today and i, I missed i missed my hour window and so i gotta do oh. it tomorrow but we're gonna have a you day. do it
2: Do you, are you using like a slow cooker like you start it in the morning or
0: um no I, i've done it in the slow cooker the last time i did it in the oven at a low heat for for it was like five hours and not oh, I was like, perfect. I mean, it, just, yeah. it came out amazing. I was really happy with it. So I'll probably end up doing that again. It just sits on top of the potatoes and carrots and onions. And then just, you got like this little like crusty meat thing on the top. That's tender and salty.
2: Yeah. All
0: right. Well then let's wrap this fucker up. It is last call for alcohol. Do you have a last call drink?
2: I had to go get another one out of the fridge.
0: Cheers to episode 28. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers with your Bucky's koozie. Mm-hmm. Alright. Um, so, at this point in the show, bro, um, is when we do our guest promo. Um. We, we've done our, we've had our drinks, we've shared our stories, we did our last call, we did a shot now, here's your shot to talk about anything you want.
2: <laughs> uh, what do I want to promote? Again, I, I work in a, I work as a campus minister for college students uh, for the United Methodist Church. And uh, it's a weird thing to promote on a bartending podcast. But um,
0: it's real that's what I do for a living. That's yeah. what I do for
2: a living. And uh, college students need to drink moderately when they're of age. And uh, Methodists aren't to opposed to alcohol. So, in moderation, um, <laughs> I'm not promoting it. I'm just saying, hey, some Christians aren't buttholes. That's you know,
0: all. Can I interject real quick? I feel like. No. I've <laughs>
2: Fine. Shut up. No, go ahead, Joey.
0: <laughs> I was just going to say, I feel like if kids in the church had some sort of realistic perspective of what alcohol is, what it does to them and how to consume yeah. it at a responsible level, we would see a, a lot less alcoholism in the world <laughs> because yes. there's a lot of kids that are, that are raised to not drink it at all and then they turn right. on stuff and they drink it. But anyways, yeah. so anyways, yeah, Dude. I appreciate the Dude. very realistic. Uh,
2: Thank you, uh, Joey. And don't get me started on just moderation in general with, with alcohol. Yeah. And with and with, and with with sexuality, because mm-hmm. the church has done an absolutely abysmal job of teaching uh, safe sex and, and with teaching uh, consent and uh, contraception. Um, the only thing the church ever teaches about sex is, don't do it! Don't do it ever! And, that's, <laughs> and uh, go outside! Um, and that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a really terrible way to teach you about sex. Uh, one of my yeah. favorite quotes is, is someone who said, uh, abstinence-only sex education. Is like just hold it potty training. Yeah, totally,
0: totally. Like, it is. Uh, Eventually, you're going like, to shoot yourself.
2: You're not teaching them anything. So, um, <laughs> um, the church needs to do a better job of teaching <laughs> people about consent and about contraception because those are serious things people need to know. And uh, I think, I and I think, I think God cares about that stuff. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, I
0: agree. Thank, thank you for bringing that up because that's just. It's real life stuff that a lot of people don't. I mean, in my life, people just wouldn't address. Man, it's, tell it's, me about it. Like, it's, it's how, how, that... many, how many
2: Christians grow up thinking, once I'm married, I can do anything I want to my wife? Like, yeah. what? No. Like, <laughs> like that's it's, wow. It's... You need to learn to communicate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to take some, some, uh, some notes from the gay community who knows how to communicate about sex before, before they start doing it. Um. Anyway,
0: yeah. Um, yes. yes, yes. Anyway, yes.
2: Indeed. So, um, um, I'm wearing a shirt today. I'm not sure how it'll be plugged in your um podcast, but um, we can see it. We've got a I picture
0: I, of it, right, co What
2: I what i like to plug is um uh, my my kids, as I mentioned, have have muscular dystrophy, and so there's this great organization called Parent Project Muscular Dystrophy.
0: his kids? My nephews.
2: Yeah, and Joey's nephews. Two, both of my kids. Um. So if you to go to, to this web, this website called ParentProjectMD.org. It's just a great organization that that um, does all kinds of things to help with uh, people like my boys. So uh, if you have money, like who has money right now? But if you do, throw it at them because people out there areas. have
0: money. So you know, <laughs> as long as there's, as long as there's, <laughs> and, and the, the the as long as there's something to to give it to that's doing good, then, then yeah.
2: Well and, and they're doing great and 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 I again um my campus ministry does good too um umcmrgv.org that's my website um but it might be better to find us on facebook cuz the donate button there actually works but anyway what is uh, it on facebook it's facebook.com/ umcmrgv I would be happy to take your money to help pay our bills that are yeah, hey, yeah. building. so yeah. Go yeah. there.
0: Donate money. Give give to people yeah, who are doing yeah. good in the world.
2: So yeah, and, and I don't have a lot to plug, man. Y'all just keep loving each other, man. We're doing okay. We're doing okay, guys.
0: <laughs>
2: keep it up. Keep it up. We're doing our best. That's I'm, I'm sure. encouraging. Keep it up, guys.
0: That was great, Brandon. I, I thank you so much. That's great. Um that wraps up one more life from the well. Thanks y'all for listening, and thanks again to Brandon for coming on. Really appreciated having you sharing your stories. It's been awesome. Uh, and as always, thanks to the Den Mother for sitting in and making sure that this goes well and keeping us on track. Um, until next time, cheers to all of our beautiful listeners out there. You guys are the ones we do this for and we, we keep it real. Um, shout out to the sponsors, uh, Barfly Mixology and Scratch Distillery. If you have an inch for a cocktail go scratch it Um, at this point we usually try to tell you guys to plan your night accordingly and to get a driver in advance Um, however nobody's got a driver yet and so we just want you all to be aware of yourselves and do a mental health check and make sure you're not you know getting drunk every day because at some point that becomes a problem we, we love you all, and thanks for listening. Until next time, bye.
1: Thanks for listening to Life from the Well, full of service industry stories and cocktail history. If you like our show and want to know more, check out lifefromthewell.com. Life from the Well would also like to thank our sponsors, Scratch Distillery and Barfly Mixology Gear. Don't forget, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Join us next time for another new cocktail and guest.